posture like upright basis. Speed races defeated slave races. Unknown rats over strict bleak places. Locomotive burn on Romulan ale. No locomotion head, not a we failed. Individuality, the loneliest trail. But one truth, the holy. Before the episode starts, uh, this uh, I have a small clip from Ben Demlek Emenu. He's someone I know through Twitter. Uh, he is, according to the little intro he told me to uh, say, uh, he is a, just a film lover and sometimes writer from Ethiopia. And this is what he has to say about the Leah Vertmuller film, The Seduction of Mimi. Oh, and he is on Twitter uh, at B-A-N-D-A-M-L-A-K-Y-I-M-E-N-U. And I'll have that in the show notes as well. Hello, everyone. Um, very excited to talk about a special film. Uh, thanks for inviting me to the podcast. Now, where to even begin with Lena Wertmuller? Um, I haven't I had known about her for years, but I only watched her. The first movie I was introduced to was her debut. Uh, I watched it on movie about a year ago. And uh, slowly but surely, people started recommending more of her radical films. Uh, her debut film is called Lizards, or The Lizards. Very interesting uh, political uh, commentary, coming-of-age story. And it was, it was interesting, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too memorable, I would say. And it didn't prepare me for what was to come which was swept away was the first major movie I saw of hers, which kind of blew my mind. It was it's like a political sex romp um, that sounded like anything I've ever seen, I would say. And Seduction of Mimi, which is the movie we're talking about, uh, still fresh on my mind. I only saw it early January, and I had quite the experience with it. I mean, it was one of those relentless... Uh, movies just brimming with energy and uh, ideas. Um, to start with, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit from my letterbox review, which is quite extensive. Um, one of the things I say on here is that I was struck by how much of a visual director she was. You could see hints of it on her debut and swept away is more uh, confined to a limited location. But this, this was a sprawling, uh, exciting, uh, you know, subjective journey with uh, the main character, played by Giancarlo Giannini. And this guy, this actor, and uh, of course, uh, Mariangela Milato as well. These, these actors and the combination with, with uh, Lina, it's just magic, absolute magic. And it's a joy to watch them play back and forth. Um, they played a completely different dynamic and swept away. In this, it's more like, um, you know, all hands on deck. Like, anything goes kind of uh, uh, political um, satire on such a massive scale. Um, and um, I find it to be stronger than Swept Away, which is, which is a movie I loved, um, just because of how much funnier it is. And I don't know that this humor works for how it works for other audiences. But I, I couldn't stop laughing at the absurdity of everything that was going down. Uh, the plotting is a, a bit clunky, but you need that 
for for the immersion and um, to propel the story to where it goes from where Giancarlo's character starts off and becomes slowly morally corrupt as he moves up the ladder. And uh, yeah, this whole idea of um, even at the start, start opens with uh, an initiation to vote by uh, the leading party. And that's also too relatable because things like that happen to this day. Yeah, you can go to any country, especially uh, probably developing countries, and you feel obliged to vote one way. And uh, the way he ends up in, I forget where he goes, Turin, I want to say. He escapes a small town because he becomes um, blackballed for being the only one who, who is against the current uh, leading party because everybody bails on him. And um, his journey in the, in the big city and all the morally corrupt people that are there the, with this motif of the three dots on people's faces, they keep reappearing as different characters played by the same actors in positions of power. Essentially, uh, the bigger the city, the bigger the the bigger the corruption. Essentially, uh, but that's not what makes this movie fun. It's the actors' interplay um, is kind of twisted and romantic at the same time. And uh, yeah, I was just cackling throughout throughout the movie. I, I want to read one quote uh, from one of the dialogues they have at the cafe. I want to say the the communist uh, hide hideaway bar. Uh, someone, some character says, politics is everyday life. Everything you do, buying a pair of underwear is politics. You're making a choice. And um, this is this is thoroughly explored in this movie, and the idea of honor as well, which naturally, um, when you get to that third act, you can't help but compare it to divorce Italian style, and uh, its depiction of. Um, well, just respecting uh, one family's honor and <laughs> all the violent ways you can go about it. Um, I mean, it is it is a volatile and uh, scathing po- political comedy, I would say. And it is a stone-cold masterpiece. Probably if I had to pick a favorite scene is um, me, where Mimi's across the street in, in this new town and uh, he keeps pestering... Uh, uh, Maria Angela's character, Fior Fiorella, and there's this just, um, yeah, they're across the street from each other, and it just keeps cutting away to each of them, and it's just facial expressions, super Italian uh, mannerisms, and it's a very interesting uh, scene, which I did a side by side on on Twitter. It's just that scene is very fascinating to me because it goes on for like forty seconds. It's just a back and forth of rejection and just desperate, you know, desperate uh, measures from from uh, Mimi's side. But yeah, it's a movie I have to watch again, definitely. But the first time it was, I don't know, it was just I thought it was perfect. Uh, some might say it may not hold up as well, but I don't know what does. I just thought whatever, maybe that third act with uh, with the wife that he's trying to uh, get back at that I can't I can't see any other director shooting them shooting that scene and not you know and not messing it up but I think it works really well here um, the there's a number of just abnormal shots um, 
especially in that bedroom scene with, with the wife that he's uh trying to seduce i mean like i don't know if there were fish lenses and I, I i don't know what the name of the shots are but just the camera was placed in very unusual places and uh, yeah all the way up to the ending it's everything just uh it's just dynamite with this movie and i wish i could say something more substantial about it but i haven't um viewed it for for this for this podcast these are just my overall thoughts on on the movie i think the two uh leads pairing i know i have more uh Wurtmuller's work to see but i just i i can't you know i can't wait to see them together again they're just such an exciting pair i can't I can probably just name like a handful of actors that are that dynamic on screen um yeah that's i'll keep it short that's about it it's a lovely movie <laughs> And very, uh, I don't know, chaotic. But yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites, I would say. It quickly has become one. Um, yeah, thank you for inviting me to the podcast, guys. Well, we still sovereign, propping our flags at half mass to brace pass when home dogging, soup of the garden, green eye path, ignored mass, find out the half our baby Jones walking. Follow the leaders who believe us, can't deceive the reaper. Follow the leaders who believe us, can't deceive the reaper. Follow the leaders who believe us, can't deceive the reaper. Follow the leaders. Hello and welcome to Shoot a Piano Player, a French New, French New Wave podcast. I'm Spencer and uh, Joel has uh, work and other stuff. So it's just me and the guest. And uh, uh, guest, uh, who are you? Uh, this is M2 May Gant, everybody. Good to be back. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm glad you came back for this one because uh, I, kn- I knew you were a fan of... Yeah. Of, uh, of this topic and when I plan this topic out this is a secret trap of like well of course the two will pick this one <laughs> of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I had a couple other trap uh, topics that the person I was hoping for didn't pick <laughs> oh wow really yeah I had a uh, Italian ripoff movies for someone I know likes the trashy stuff and uh-huh. he did not pick that he picked a Jean Cocteau instead <laughs> you'd be surprised sometimes yeah 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 but, nah, yeah uh, go ahead uh, so um uh so i want you to introduce what the topic is uh what's this episode about well this episode is about uh the seduction of mimi uh made by the incredible lena wertmuller oh oh is it pronounced wertmuller or wertmuller Vertmuller, probably Vertmuller. Yeah, I'm probably doing it, doing it poorly. I mean, look, yeah, it is Vertmuller. You're right, okay, you know okay. Vertmuller. Yes, the her. She's a she is Swedish. So Swiss, Swiss. Excuse me, not not Swedish. Swiss, though. You know, she's very Italian in her vibe. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I feel like people, at least I'd say, probably Americans forget Italy has a a northern side that's snowy and different. Yeah, and like and and then that and then also on the flip side in Switzerland, they they have a, a side that speaks Italian, a side that speaks French, and a side that speaks Swiss. If I remember, if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, uh, they have their own dialect of German. That dash German's the other one. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, because I I know like Germany German. 
but like Swiss German is uh, kind of confusing because some yeah. of the changes they, they've made to it. Yeah, I remember when I was in Sw- I was in Switzerland like years ago, and someone broke down like, yeah, like we we speak so many languages here, and it's all in your region. I was like, geez, which is crazy because Switzerland's not like physically a huge country. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yes. Yeah, so Alia uh, Vertmuller, uh, we were talking just before this. Basically, uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll get into how I first learned about her. Uh, it was. I think the towards the end of Filmstruck, they had some of her movies up, and I saw the I saw the titles and like the thumbnails, and I think I saw some thumbnail for Seven Beauties, and was and just thought that looks fascinating and strange, mm-hmm. and I saw the name, I was like I've never heard of that heard that name before, and then Filmstruck went away, and mm-hmm. then it just became a thing of well I. I have to watch Seven Beauties because this this something about like the the picture they they show is just, like it haunted me and then I tracked it down is it, this was a on blind buy from Kino because they have a couple of her movies and um, it was just like I had pretty much no ex- no expectations and it I just immediately was like okay this is my person she's one of my favorite filmmakers in, uh, already. Yeah, no, um, I had a similar, I can't remember what year it was. Um, I was familiar with Giancarlo Giannini, who is in, you know, a bunch of her most famous films. Um, um, because I, a, a friend of mine who, who was Italian, um, is an actor, was a big fan of his. Um, he, he always used to talk about him. And I remember one day, this is years ago. This is like maybe like 10 years ago or or maybe a little less. I had saw um, a picture for Love and Anarchy mm-hmm. on uh, something. And it looked intriguing. And I saw him. I was like, oh, I remember that guy. I remember my homie. He used to always talk about this this actor. So I was like, you know what? This and and then I I read the description and I read it was about anarchists and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Anarchists, yeah. Let me like let me watch this, and like I had the movie on for like twenty minutes, and I was like, yo, this is the, what this is amazing. And the minute I so I watched that film, lost my mind, and then I started reading everything I could about Lena Vermeuler and became immediately intrigued and i think i watched i watched like loving i think i watched the seduction of mimi next i watched all of like the big five films that she made in that period almost immediately within like a year Hmm. um and and then you know and and she became you know one of my favorite filmmakers period and i ended up looking at some more of her other films as the years have gone on and reading more about her and like watched it what was a documentary on her mm-hmm. um not too long ago also yeah um have you seen the 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 other swept away movie the one in the greek island with uh madonna no um <laughs> I shouldn't say like swept away. the one the other the other one in mid eighties that's similar to swept away no, what, what movie, a, maybe what, what movie is, is that? I know is the. It's. Uh, 
man, what is it called? It's almost the same plot of it, but it's like a decade later. Same, no, same lead actress. Uh, oh, with it's with uh with um, oh, Mary uh, Mary Angela, Mary Angela Malato. Yes. Wow. No, I didn't know there was another version of it made by who? Um. Oh, here it is. Summer night. Nah. I I uh, cause like the main cover I see is like a guy with crazy like feature sunglasses and uh, next to her and I I and it's basically like the same oh the same so plot. M- made by Wurt Bueller no I haven't seen it's interesting so is it like a Americanized version of it or like another or like, wouldn't be Americanized or is it like the same is it the same movie uh the uh all I know is the the basic plot is. Uh, Maria uh, Angela plays uh, like a, a, another Italian rich woman, and she holds uh, a terrorist captive. And the oh, terrorist is like a, a leftist, and she's you know the um, the right wing person. Oh, interesting. No, I haven't seen it. It's interesting because like, I've seen so. Mort Mueller's like filmography is interesting because like I've seen. You know, Seduction of Mimi, Love and Anarchy, Swept Away, um, uh, All Swept Up, All Swept Up, yeah, is that, is that the title? I always get that confused. And then... Um, all Screwed Up? All right. Screwed Up, excuse me, there it is. All Screwed Up. And uh, I think I mentioned all of them. Um, like those. And then I've seen... Um, a couple of her other later films. Um, what's the one that I've seen? Uh, Fernando, uh, Fernando and Carolina. I've seen that, which is good. I think it's her second to last movie she made. And um, I saw one other. And then oh, A Night Full of Rain I've seen also. Okay. And then I've seen her. I saw her first film last year. That was actually scored by Ennio Morricone. Um, Good film. Interesting film. Um, There's a couple of her other films that I want to see, but they're not easy to track down. I know she did a Western at some point. um, Yeah. yeah, I've tried to look for it, but so far, uh, nothing. No, those other films are really impossible to find um the reason why i think a night full of a night full of rain you know starred um candace bergen oh interesting yeah that was because she did a night full of rain right after she got nominated for seven beauties and it was kind of an attempt to put her into the american market but it didn't it the movie didn't do that well i think the movie's okay it's not it's not like it's not as good as her other ones um um but it 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 didn't do well, and you know she she was swiftly out of the American market right after that. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I I can't really see her stuff working out in Hollywood. No, not at all, not at all. And and it's funny in the documentary they kind of talked about it, like you know she was she kind of like reluctantly like did it, you know. You know, and then what? What was weird is like she wasn't able to um, critically garner that same kind of attention that she did before that. Hmm. So she kind of like, like, 
kind of going into Hollywood in a weird way, like, like dogged her critical attention. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, pretty much as I told you before, my only thing I really know about her background, uh, is that she is, uh, uh, Italian, well, probably a Swiss Italian. Uh, mm-hmm. She worked under Fellini for a stretch, mm-hmm. and uh, as, uh, like early on, she is a scene like, oh, she's just the the Fellini woman that worked on his movies before, like she proved herself. And um, they, th- oh yeah, and her husband did the production design and costumes and stuff for yeah. some of her movies, uh, which is uh, Enrico Job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, who like who like if you see the documentary, man, really talented guy, like really talented guy. Her 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 husband, like they have like you know, um, they they show like their house where they live in the documentary, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of his like sketches and things he's created. Like really talented dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find another movie because I recently saw Great Silence. That's what I'm trying to think of. Oh he yeah, did, uh, worked on that one. Oh, he did. Yeah, he does. I didn't know that for uh, Great Silence. Oh, I love the Great Silence. That's one, that's, one, that's that's a fave right there. I love that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you, she's interesting because you know she comes from a theater background, which is like not surprising, I think, for a lot of um filmmakers of a certain era. Mm-hmm. You know, she was interested in like theater, and I I, I think she was in like a a troupe, like a theater troupe of some sort. Um, like doing a lot of like different type of stuff and you know she was like involved in a lot of stuff like that for a long time and then she got hooked up with Fellini um, and I think actually if I remember correctly she was she was introduced to Fellini by Marcello Mastrioni oh. um, so she knew him and then you know her first, and then she, and then I think, and then in, in turn, Fellini helped her, or if I remember, if I remember, I remember correctly, it was either Fellini. Well, I think Fellini did help her a little bit, but Fellini's crew helped shoot her first film, The Lizards. Hmm. I mean, The Basilisk, excuse me. Um, which is, I think it's the same title, actually. No, The Basilisk is, is, her, is her film. So. Um, yeah, so like they they actually worked on that film with her, um, and it's interesting if you watch that film, you see like the it doesn't have the the zip of her, you know, of like her later movies because she's she, you know it's it's an early film, but you see the the seeds of like the type of themes and characters that she would be working with, and you also like can really tell like this this lady's a serious director. You can already tell. I'm. I, the thing that I want to know is like, how does she get hooked up with Ennio Morricone? Like, how how did he do that? By sixty three, he was already he was known. Uh, I don't know because he did literally everything to the point that he ripped himself off. Yeah, so, <laughs> right, right. I, I feel like it was probably a case of he was just uh, saw saw a paycheck and just yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not to, not trying to diminish his like his skill. But like at a certain point, he's just like, you know, just wanted to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, 
But yeah, and then you know, and then she did all these. She did a lot of like. There's a lot of movies that I've been wanting to find. Like she has this movie called Rita the Mosquito. Mm-hmm. It's like a musical. Um, I saw like clips from it during the documentary, and I was like, this movie looks fascinating. But I've never been able to find it. Hmm. Um, but I, I, it's funny. I asked a friend about it who knows about Italian movies, and he's like, that pe- people in Italy know that movie. It's like a movie that Italians know. Hmm. Yeah, uh, like, uh, like based off like my kind of cursory um, like letterbox and Twitter and other film stuff, I tried to figure out like, is she, is she a famous name? And not really. It's just like no. I think uh, you, Pink Smoke guys, um, maybe Kessler were the only people that I knew who were familiar with her. It, well, yeah, you know, the other thing that's interesting about her is she, her politics and um, I think some of the characterization of her politics in her movies have made her a bit of a um, a tough sell. So I think sometimes like the plots of movies like swept away. Um, and she talks about this in um, the documentary have made her kind of like like some feminist circles don't fuck with her hmm. because of you know um she doesn't well, no, I'm gonna say some borderline shitty well she doesn't well I mean I'll just go with, I'll go with her own words she doesn't you know she's a, she, she's a she's a she's a leftist anarchist so she, she's if she's approaching feminism she's approaching it from that perspective first hmm. and you know like liberal feminists that kind of like dominate a lot of movies, I, I they're they're not they're, they're they don't vibe with that, and because when Swept Away came out, there was definitely a lot of criticism of it, and she still has that criticism of like things that happen in Seven Beauties. I think I think Seduction of Mimi and um, uh, what you call it, uh, Love and Anarchy, are probably mm-hmm. her two least criticized films. But Seven Beauties swept away, and even All Screwed Up, you know, get these like, you know, how she depicts things like sexual assault and you know, um, and other topics mm-hmm. don't kind of vibe with that, um, yeah, with I mean, with a it, certain ethic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's distasteful on purpose, like right. Right, you know, and I, I and I and on the flip side, I think like you know, feminists who come from like a very left perspective totally see that. But you know, if you don't come from that perspective, um, you know, they they don't um, they don't really jive with that. And I think she mm-hmm. also had some people who were mad at her about some stuff when she did seven beauties about mm-hmm. the depiction of the um the concentration camps and yeah she's had a lot of, she's always had a lot of criticism but i think it's a lot of it is because she's such a staunchy leftist i think that's what it is like she's like a you know she's like i'm an anarchist fuck capitalism she's like su- she was super loud about that shit it wasn't just in her movies; like it was in her like every day. So I oh, think okay. that's also part of it as well. Interesting. So like, uh, like she's like the opposite. Like she did the thing that like um, Memora did when he was breaking away from Ozu, like just doing the opposite. 
Yeah. Where, like, uh, Ozu was kind of a... Well, I think he was more leftist, but he kind of toned it down. But, like, he was trying to not be political. Imamura, very political. And, like, uh, Fellini, he, he, like... Uh, if you do your research, he he did propaganda stuff for the fascists, but then after that, he kind of didn't do anything political, movie-wise. Uh, after that, and you know his and the woman who and the person who came from like his uh his crew, Lena, like she she goes full political with um yeah. her approach. Yeah, and like and she does it, you know, because she's also. And also, in, a, in another way, and that's what I love about her movies, she's also a, loves traditional kind of Italian, like commedia, you know, um, forms. So she blends that with a a leftist kind of anarchist perspective, and you know, things get distorted. So I think it's real. It, it, it's 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 a lot on the system. For some, you know, I mean, for for anybody, even people for, who enjoy it, yeah. but I think for people who don't like live in that kind of, you know, perspective, it's it's a lot for them to handle. You know, you know, I remember one time someone had watched the seduction of Mimi, and they told me they were like that scene with like the woman and he impregnates the woman was just like too much, and I was like, <laughs> I told him I was like, dude, that's some of the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, I, I, I've seen that movie like five <laughs> times, and like I, I can't stop laughing my ass off. But for them, it was like they, they spoke about it as this like super like you know, um, like too much thing to to do. But yeah, she isn't she isn't known like that. Um, um, you know, she isn't she isn't known like that, and I, I find it to be a shame. Yeah, it's just like, I like think about her movies just from like a straightforward like narrative point of view of like what happens. It's like this would be hard to sell to like my parents. Th- th- oh, I, totally. <laughs> they they probably wouldn't find it funny. They'd be like, yeah. "This is just too extreme. It's too fast. There's too much being thrown at you, or like swept away is like just too mean spirited." Yeah. Well, the weird thing is, and I need to watch it again because I saw it as the kid, is because you know the seduction of Mimi was remade. Uh, Richard, Richard Pryor comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which way is up? Hmm. And I didn't realize that I saw Which Way Is Up when I was a, when I was a kid, um, and I barely remember it. I haven't seen it since. And but I remember when I saw the seduction of Mimi, I described it to a homeboy of mine, and he says, "Man, that sounds like the plot of Which Way Is Up." <laughs> so I looked up Which Way Is Up, and I was like, "Well, dude, it's a remake," you know. It's just, it's pretty hilarious, you know. Like, I, I, yeah, I agree. Like, and it makes me wonder, like, in Italy, like. Like now, like like back then, I know those movies were big. They said I, I I remember they were saying like those movies were really well known in Italy when they came out. But I I wonder like now, are her movies embraced or do people look at them? You know, you know like I'm I'm sure not in the same way they look at like Fellini or Antonioni or yeah you know those big names Bertolucci and shit like that yeah, but well, well she's better than Antonioni most people are mm-hmm 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm a fan, though I I would say that she is better. Yeah, uh, more lively. I there's yeah. for me is so much more. I I don't yeah. fall asleep watching these yeah. movies. I like her better than than. Well, see, you probably how you feel about Antonio way I feel about Fellini. I'm not a Fellini fan. Uh, he's like Godard to me. It's like I see an importance. They're they're not bad. They're just. Uh, not for me, really. Yeah, I can't really get into Fellini, man. Like, I, 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 I have there's like Fellini movies that are like super famous that I just haven't finished. Yeah, like, uh, like eight and a half. We're gonna do episode on. And yeah, I like my favorite. That, that one I really like. Yeah, I like it a lot, but it's still same time. It's like I don't know, I'd rather watch like the Seven Beauties again. Yeah, over that. exactly. But that's the other thing about work about Vert Mueller that I think is really kind of amazing is like, like yeah, the politics are incredible, and I love watching the movies, and I get a lot of things politically. But she's funny. <laughs> she's yeah. funny. She's just absolutely funny. I always crack the fuck up, like especially Seduction of Baby, which I think is her funniest movie. Like that movie has me in tears. Yeah, it's like Giancarlo Giannini. Oh, like, dude. Well, first off, I didn't realize I'd seen him in many things before. Yeah, because like he's in the the Craig, the Craig James Bond movies. He's I think yep. Mr. White. Mm-hmm. He's in at least three, maybe four of them. Yep. He's in the Dune miniseries from sci-fi from the, like two thousands or nineties. He's oh, the emperor. Really? I didn't know that. I uh, I saw some of those. I remember him in Hannibal. He's in Hannibal. He's he's one of the he's the inspector. That's what I remember him most vividly from. He's the inspector. I remember that vividly. Him being in Hannibal. Hmm. Yeah, and he's in one other movie that I remember, but I can't remember what it is. He seems to be the go-to like uh, like Italian guy because he seemingly like made a point to learn English to so he yeah. could <laughs> get work, which. Uh, good, good on him. Oh, he's in New York Stories. Oh, that's been, easy. Oh, that's been on my list of I'll get to it eventually for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's also in Man on Fire, dude. Oh, I need to rewatch. It's been, it's been a while. I like the Denzel, Tony Scott mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in that too. Yeah, so he was, he, he, he kind of creeps in America. I think, I, I think it was um, post the Wertmuller stuff, but he kind of creeps into American movies. Um, I think in the eighties to like to like now. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he's a guy at the end of Casino Royale that um, Craig shoots in the knees. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've only seen Casino Royale once, but I kind of remember that. But he was a big character. He's in he's in he's he's in a few of them, right? He's uh, he also in Quantum and Solace. He's, he's Quantum. Uh, casino. He's Inspector, I okay. think, or it's Skyfall. I um, which, one, which one is the last Bond that I've seen? Uh, it might be <laughs> in the be last with you. one, but I'm not the biggest Craig fan. No, the, I, I, I so w- whatever the one is, the Quantum Quantum of Solace. That's the last Bond that I've seen. Uh, Skyfall is the fun one. That's the one I've I, I've rewatched a lot, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily that good. It's just more very watchable yeah but um yeah so uh 
we should probably describe, well, how do you describe what Seduction Mimi is exactly? Um, I, to me, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like a, it's a leftist comedy, but that almost makes it feel too stuffy. Cause like, I think people would mainly go, oh, this is like comedy that only leftists can, can watch. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, but I, I would say it's a, um, it's a, I mean, it's a comedy. It's like a, it's like a, it's a, but it's like high comedy to me, you know? But it's it's a high comedy with, um, a deep meaning on the other end of it. It feels like anytime I try to describe it, it just mm-hmm. makes it seem corny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. I try to like give it those like those like adjectives. It just makes it corny, man. Um, if anything, it it's just it's 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 just raucous to me. It's a raucous wild movie about you know politics but also like italian machismo you know and and uh, yeah. and and the mix of that too which is interesting how she finds this like mix of of those two things yeah, i have i love how she like this uh points out like how like like this is a movie about toxic masculinity before that's like a trendy thing right and, right. She, and she does that with uh Seven Beauties is ultimately like about yeah. like uh, masculinity and like how we can go so far, and like this is like the bigger example than um, Soft Away is also very much about like yeah. that like and she is like like roasting Italian men and like the the bullshit machismo, yeah. you know. But like before it was trendy and cool to do that. Well, she does this thing. She does it in Seduction of Mimi. And um, Seven Beauties, where I finally have a similarity is, um, well, Seven 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 Beauties whole thing is about the idea of the whore, right? Mm-hmm. And you know who he, who he, but I think Section of Mimi has it also. But Seven Beauties is all the idea of like who's the whore, and then at the end of it, you know, if you know the film, to survive, what the lead character ends up doing to himself, you know, um kind of throws a whole wrench into that perception of whore, right? Mm. Rather than and then in Seduction of Mimi I think is a similar thing where it's this it's this, you know, Mimi is this this dude um who has a certain level of like ethics. Though he 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 has his own personal ethics, but he does not he doesn't have strong um political ethics. Right, yeah. and you eventually see how his his, his selfishness kind of leads ev- leaves every leads everything, but at the end of the day, it leaves him, um, as the person with the least amount of conviction and thus with nothing. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's able to be turned, you know, so easily because of his um his really his own ego. You know, which like leads everything. Yeah, it's it like it's almost um, what's the movie I'm trying to think of? The Rossellini movie, General Della mm-hmm. Rivera, kind of like has some uh, reminds me of that a little bit in terms of like you have to pick a you have to pick a side. You can't just like play both sides. Yeah, like, that's like that's not how reality actually works. Where like uh, Della, Re- Della, uh, Della Rivera 
is like like the honorable version of that and this is like the funny um cowardly version of that right because at the end of the day it's like he 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 goes to great lengths to you know have his name respected and that's kind of you know um though when he has to face like certain things he definitely uh (laughs) you know like uh (laughs) He definitely gets real nervous and shook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, he, throughout the movie, you know what I'm saying? He definitely shows his ability to kind of kowtow when when needed, you know. Um, but um, at the end of the day, it's like it's this interesting kind of thought on me- a, a, a man without real conviction, right? Like, yeah. it, like it's interesting to be led by your ego or you know by your name or your status, but what if you are led by that with but but you have no conviction? At the end of the day, you're going to be a sucker. Someone's someone someone's going to seduce you right and mm-hmm. and sucker you out eventually. Yeah, like the movie is circular, but circular in like the most devastating way, where even though. Like like typical like uh, Giancarlo, Vert Mueller characters, he sucks and you shouldn't care about him. At the at the end of the movie, I'm still like, oh, I feel sorry for him. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. Yeah, because you know what it is. I think she 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 does a good job of making him, um, still kind of human. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like um, even when he's completely ridiculous, like the. Like, <laughs> I mean, the greatest scene is the scene with his his first wife. Like that's mm-hmm. like the best scene of the movie to be with. You know, he he <laughs> he gets all mad about her. You know, sleeping with the dude and getting pregnant. <laughs> then he finally busts out that he got you know Fiore pregnant, and then like the knife just goes right over <laughs> on the side. I mean, that should like to me. Like I don't know how anyone could not watch that scene in the movie and not crack the ass up that is that is so it and it's such a classic like comedia thing it's something you see in like old comedia shit right you I, know like, i was thinking of like chuck jones like looney yeah tunes. yeah it's, it's very looney tunes but i think a lot of looney tunes is, is 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 influenced by that old that old you know um european comedy hmm. of you know of of that the kind of the the big farcical characters the um very archetypal, right? Because mm-hmm. she does that a lot. I, I you know, uh, Vert Mueller. These characters also exist in like the archetypes, but she gives them good, um, you know, good uh, emotional content, which is good. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they they still are breathing, but you know, she it's definitely like you know the cuckold, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then you flip it because who was the cuckold, right? <laughs> and then the wife throws it back, and it's it's just it's just great. It's just it's just hilarious. But, um, but yeah, you you feel for him because you know what it is. You see you see his folly, and you just go, ah, oh, man, dude. And you see him realize it. You see him like he processes like, oh, I fucked up, dude. Like, and you, you know you you you. He's not arrogant to the end. He's like, damn, I fucked up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's real. Yeah, like, uh, I, I rewatched Seven Beauties a month or two ago, and, like, he's even, uh, the Giancarlo character is even worse than that. But at the end of Seven Beauties, I, I, like, I almost cried. I felt so 
so bad for him. Well, he goes through hell yeah. in that one. I mean, he's he's a bad he's a very bad person in that film. Um, and he's a bad person, and also like he's, it's kind of like posited. He's not necessarily a fan of Mussolini, but he he sees some kind of um, worth in the kind of nationalism of Mussolini. But it's a powerful in Seven Beauties to watch. By the end of it, everything he believed is gone. Yeah, that's like- that's 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 just deep to watch someone like. <laughs> Like everything you believe to be true is like gone. Yeah, like the Fernando Ray character in Seven Beauties oh, has man. has a great, um, like the great line about like the the fascists are men of order, but you need to be a man of disorder to yeah. to survive and to yeah. like uh, elevate yourself. And yeah. then in the, the movie's like, fuck, he was right, and this yeah. is devastating. You know what's crazy? I had no idea Fernando Ray was gonna be in that movie. And I love Fernando Ray. I'm a Fernando Ray like junkie. And it was like, oh, oh shit, it's fucking Fernando Ray. What's going on here? I was, I, I lost it when I first saw that movie. I was like, yo, Fernando Ray, yo. And I love Fernando Ray. That's the, that is my dude. Yeah, I love him in the late uh, Boone Wells. Oh yeah, me too. The late Boone Wells, he's great, man. Like that's the, that's how I that's how I learned about him when I, I remember when I first saw. Years ago, the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, who is this guy?" Oh, and then, and then it's funny. I, I, I then watched the French Connection, mm-hmm. like right after that, for the first time, and was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think he was dubbed the French Connection because, like, uh, for a French movies, he was dubbed by Michel Piccoli. I think it was. He was dubbed by Piccoli. That's deep. I think that's what Funderburg said on some show because like, I think Funderburg would probably know that stuff. Okay, yeah, I didn't know. Cause, I don't, uh, was he, he dubbed? It? I don't know. I don't think he was dubbed in French Connection though. Cause I remember, like, I remember he there uh, he couldn't he, he either couldn't speak like English or something or he didn't want to learn English. <laughs> something like that happened. Maybe I I have to look that up. I know I know the one thing I do know about French Connection for definite that's. That's actually not who they wanted. Um, uh, Friedkin had given the uh, had given the wrong name. Oh, he thought I think he actually wanted Piccoli. If I can't remember who it was, hmm. he he Friedkin didn't um, uh, know his actor. Like he didn't know the name. He had saw him in a movie, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Yo." The guy who should play the dude should be this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he says his name. He says Fernando Ray, but he thought it was another actor. So they went out, got everything, casted him everything, <laughs> and he comes and he's like, "That's not the guy. That's not Fernando Ray." They're like, "No, nah, that's Fernando Ray, bro." <laughs> Hilarious story, and it's funny. Like, I I didn't believe that to be true until I saw William Freakin. Literally say mm-hmm. it was true during a talk about the French Connection. Hmm. I can picture Piccoli in that role. He like he's slimy no, enough. He, no, Piccoli. Well, Piccoli can do slimy, but I I think he's not that. He's not like Piccoli slimy and like um what's that um what's the movie, uh, Bel 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 du Jour. He can mm-hmm. be slimy in, but he yeah. can't really be slimy in like um. 
uh, as an international criminal. I don't see that. Hmm. Okay, I, I see your point. Like he's more like slimy pervert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's more slimy pervert. Exactly. He it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really work. Yeah, that's why he doesn't work in contempt. Too, I think he's too timid in contempt. It's a, yeah. a weird casting. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. It's uh, Francisco Rabal. Ah. He thought he thought he he thought he was getting Francisco Rabal. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up being Fernando Rey. It's hilarious. I mean, still, still a good actor. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, you are right. It is dubbed. I'm looking at it right now. It is dubbed. Okay. Because I think it was like a story about Boonwell wanted him to learn French, and he just didn't want to learn French or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But by that point, he was like, old, like a crusty old man, and he, he just probably was like, Alice doing uh, doing Spanish. It's fine. I, I don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um. For, so for uh, okay. So like I think how should I go about this? Okay. So the th- uh, rewatching Seduction of Mimi, everything was funnier, sadder, and more like uh toxic mm-hmm. in terms of like just how mean it, it can get. Like especially as how uh, uh, Giancarlo Gini is so willing to play like this humil hu- this humil humiliated like defeated man who's you know like it, like his whole life is falling apart and like I, I can't imagine like uh, uh, Marcello Mastroianni playing this type of role like I feel like he is he has too much machismo to pull to to allow himself to look so weak. But I love that Giancarlo is so willing to make himself look so weak and pathetic in in a a role like this. Yeah. Well, you know, that's to me the the power of his acting. I think he... he, His performance is in in all of Burt Mueller's films. He's, He's able to do this, like, strength and weakness thing um, I think almost at the same time, because it's 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 like he plays men who are trying to find strengths to kind of cover up for their weaknesses, and he just does it. He plays it perfectly. He plays it with no like he. When I used to act a lot, right? Um, there was like this this thing we used to say when you played characters that were embarrassing. Um, they would say, "You don't want to perform the embarrassment." Like, "Oh, well, this is the character getting embarrassed, but not me." Hmm. And Giannini is great in not doing that. He basically does it where. It's him being embarrassed. He goes all the way through it. He doesn't like. I'm still. A, I'm still a macho guy, though, right? Nah, mm-hmm. you're totally watching it, and you're like, he's totally embodying this this person being, you know, faux macho and getting totally embarrassed and doing and doing these embarrassing things. Like he's so ridiculous. Like when he's like when he's coming on to the um to the 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 um the cop's wife mm-hmm. 
Oh my god! Like he's like, <laughs> he, he's so like hideous. It's but he's so hideous in this like embarrassing way. It's like, dude, what are you? doing but he puts all his body into it you know or like the scene when he's like when he's like coming on the fiore mm-hmm. he's like looking at her across the street <laughs> right with like his yeah. eyes like being all puppy dog he just goes all the way there man like he's such a great actor man i just like you know the dude just does not like he goes all the way with it, and he has he has no um, limits about being embarrassed. Like you know, and that's what you got to do in those kind of roles. Yeah, like uh, in essence, like Seduction maybe is just the Italian sex comedy, but it, but using that the the formula, like for leftist politics. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing, and like you know, we haven't really talked about Marion Helen Malato like in it, like her character kind of being the kind of um the brain and the heart of the movie in many ways um you know because she's like a, a loyal like trotskyist you know um and always thinking of the people and all that type of stuff yeah like um, above her bed is a picture of linen right exactly or like remember she's like you know he wants to stay home and have sex and she wants to go to the workers you know <laughs> it's like you know so um, and, 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 you know, she's great. She's, she's another actress who I think is like completely underrated. This isn't one of her like, like defining roles. I think if you want to see a movie with her, you watch like swept away or you watch, um, love and anarchy, love and anarchy. She's, she's amazing. in. I think that's a, that's more her movie to me than it is. That, that's the one movie I think she kind of takes over Giannini to me. Like that's her movie. Um, yeah. but um, she's in the, uh, I love Petri movie Toto Moto. Yeah, yeah, she's great in that too. Weird, I, you know, and I finally watched that. Man, what a wild movie, bro! Yeah, that movie wild was uh, kind of banned. Like the government tried to shut it down. Like, oh, I can tell, bro. Why? Of course, how would they let that live? <laughs> I don't know. It. Well, that was kind of the end of Petri's career. The government, the government actually by that point, I think, had seized a bunch of short films and destroyed them. Oh, so a wow. bunch of his movies are kind of gone forever wow yeah that movie is intense so that movie when i watched that i have to watch it again because mm. I, I didn't quite get all the themes i need to like i that's I, one of those movies where i felt i, I don't know what the intricacies of italian politics of that period enough to understand everything but i got the broad strokes yeah. and i could tell it was dangerous you oh, know what yeah, i'm saying yeah i was on another show Movies, movies from hell about talking about Petri. I think two years ago, three years ago. Uh, time, time worked weird now. I can't remember exactly when. And uh, one of the people on it, John Arminio, the um, he described the movie as like it'd be like if, like if that were made in America, it would be like there'd be a character named M who's based off of Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, but Mitch McConnell was then assassinated right. a couple of years later in a similar yeah. fashion, because like the backstory of Totomoto is it's about the, the, the president and the Pope and other stuff and the president that's making fun of was then assassinated um, not too long after the movie came out. Wow. And so there's this like kind of poor timing. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, she's she's awesome and she's good in this and 
um, what she, I think, provides for the movie in terms of like the the ethics of the film, right? Because she's she's constantly that like that like control. So like you're constantly seeing Giannini or um or Mimi, excuse me, Mimi's Mimi make these choices. And it's always kind of like, well, you know, remember the people, remember the movement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, remember that, remember that, you know, because I find it very interesting in the movie. You know, people that get the plot is like, you know, he Mimi's uh, married um, to another woman. He has to go to other like parts of Italy to get work, which also is, I think is a really important thing about the film because the film really, really deals about the laborer. Um, of that uh, of 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 Italy, and you know how the mafios how the mafia kind of controls the labor, and you know what's crazy about that because like that's not like a new idea. Mm-hmm. I think if you're if you're if you're familiar with mafia movies, but there's a way that like Vert Mueller paints it that I that you never see mafia movies paint it because I think she's 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 a leftist, so she looks she's looking at it from the perspective of the mafia being another cog in in worker oppression. Mm. You know what I'm saying? While like yeah. they don't really they they kind of make it just like the mafia if you watch like a mafia film, they make like the mafia just runs the 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 the, the shit and it's not there's no real real like perspective. While she just she's talking about like laborers and the exploitation of the laborers um and how the mafia mm. is part of it. Um but you know he he uh, Mimi runs around and then he eventually sees like you know Fiore and he's like you know love at first sight and he's like running after her. But what's so funny is she she immediately lets lets him know how much of a um <laughs> how much of a you know a, a leftist she is and he's always kind of like yeah 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 you know I, I am too <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, like yeah. real the, the bullshit you say to the the woman you want to like get with but like you really he doesn't really have those convictions you know what I'm saying <laughs> it's just so funny yeah. you know yeah that, that whole sequence is like is silent with, with, with romantic music and it's just, oh god it's it, so it, funny it, like, I, this movie is so visual and when I think of it, I don't think of it like the visuals of it, but rewatching it, it's like, oh yeah, this is like a masterclass on how you do like just getting across the emotion yeah. in like the 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 tone just through mm-hmm. how people are positioned and music and, mm-hmm. and editing. Like it's so, I don't know. It's just like it's just it's so like almost like it's like perfectly done. Yeah. No, it's real. It's 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 stylistically so. She has a great blend of like you know, verbalized moments. But the thing about it is, she never does what I what I like about her about Vert Mueller's films is even the moments that have a lot of words, she connects them to like physical movement, right? So she'll mm-hmm. do them in like a wide shot, you know, like 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 like, like Mimi's big scene at the end where he's doing his you know indictment of how he you know. Um, you know, um, got the, the other guy's wife pregnant, and he's been, you know, he's like, he, he does it, and she does it in these like wide shots where you see, 
you know, uh, him and his full, like, you know, you know, machismo. Um, uh, what's the, there's the Comedia dell'arte character. It's like, it's the, uh, the, the guy with the red mask and the nose. It'd be, it'd be, it's, it's totally that, the, like the El Capitan type look, you know, and she totally lets him, you know, have that in full body. It's, 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 it's beautiful. It's a masterclass in like, using physical action and letting the actors, you know, body control it. And the words are like this extra icing on the top. Yeah, like he, I mean, he, like, he looks like uh, Charlie Chaplin in this movie. Yeah, totally. But, but I haven't seen many Chaplin movies, but I don't, this isn't a Chaplin type character, but it feels like a perversion of the Chaplin type character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Chaplin, yeah, and that would make sense because Chaplin, you know, a lot of Ch- Chaplin's kind of, a, um, he takes comedia elements into his performance as well. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, I imagine, like, the, the having, like, the little mustache, like, I can't help but think, is that, like, a nod to, like, maybe, like, fascism and Hitler or something? Or maybe it was just, like, purely a, a Chaplin nod. I'm not really sure. I think I think there's I think there's some some of that in there the fascism and the yeah no 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 I def I definitely think there's a um a nod to that you know because if you think about this is where this is where I would love to talk to someone who really knows mm-hmm. I you know I have a friend actually she's Italian she does stuff pretty pretty well um but if you're thinking if you're thinking about the type of things that Wirt Mueller is Wirt Mueller is interested in in terms of, you know, the archetypes, I could totally see. I I feel like having that kind of mustache and her knowing the implications of what mm-hmm. it could possibly mean, she knows what she was doing. Okay. Yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the. Uh, so with the uh, uh, Fiora character, like to me, she comes off as like the. It's it's a very tel- delicate balance of like she's the hip cool girl who's also mm-hmm. leftist, but yeah. actually, but she actually is hip and cool and doesn't feel false. Yeah, like she like it, it it's pulled off like really really well. Where like this one false one false note, it could just fall apart, and it's like this this is bullshit. But like she does seem like cool and with it, and just like in and, and like you root for her the whole time, and like she and. I, I, you, you could look at this movie. It's like, well, she's a real hero because she actually believes in what she's saying. Totally, she totally is that. Yeah, you know what I love. One, you know, it's like probably the greatest. I think, um, like, thing that they did for her character externally. Mm-hmm. I love the sweaters that she wears. Oh yeah, and uh, she like knits these. Like, I th- that's what gave it. It, 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 it kind of like gave she has like these like original knit type of sweaters that have this kind of like funky vibe to it and i think it's such a great costuming choice because it um it shows her to be this kind of like earthy person you know so she's like of the people of the earth but she's not flighty though like you know she's definitely like you know if you had to give her like a modern equivalent she's like that like that you know, late twenties, early thirties, like leftist person who, you know, works a job, but you know, 
every day they're going to like the 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 street to hand out pamphlets and like that's yeah. just life you know and like and that's just life for them you know what i'm saying like they don't buy um you know guess shit but but if some if some lady was like knitting her own hats she's going to mm-hmm. buy it yeah and uh, yeah, and like the sweaters and us all the knit stuff. It, yeah, like I, I hope some of that is still around because like I would oh, love man. to like it, like like uh, like just see it in person. It's just so it's beautiful and it's beautiful. Yeah, and, and look at us like oh man, Enrico job like he knew what he was doing. He totally did. Like like really like. It's such a well-designed movie in that way, and and it's subtle because you know a lot out of like the 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 um the the scenes are like outside and they're just using the landscape, but they know what costumes to put people in, and it's just really subtly done really well. And this, but then there's also like, <laughs> I mean, we haven't talked about mm-hmm. we haven't talked about the the birthmarks. Oh yeah. <laughs> The birthmarks, man, that shit is hilarious. People don't be talking about they. Um, there's like this mafia family that he keeps running into, and he knows who they are because they all have the same birthmark. <laughs> but the, when you, when he notices the birthmark is done on this on this smash zoom, and the shit is hilarious. <laughs> and you get this music cue every single time. <laughs> it's so funny. Like ridiculous, and that's what I'm talking about. This movie is like, like if I say, oh, it's like a comedy, but with like leftist politics, people don't understand what I'm saying. Like, no, this is a comedy, dude. Like, that's some shit you. That is straight, like that is just straight comedy shit. You know, like Will Ferrell can't be that funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like, yeah. what the fuck is up with the birthmarks? And like, it's always not the. And like it's it's paced so well, like it's always when you least expect it. Yeah, it's always been like well, it's been a while since you've seen anyone, and it's only they appear, and it's like yeah. oh, this is perfect. Like yeah, like where are place, and like I love the last one is the Pope. <laughs> yes, at the very back. But and, and but then the, but there was dope about that is you begin to think about um the the the. The all-encompassing power of of, of 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 mafia, and what she kind of then posits, you know, mafia to be. They, you know, they're like a, a dominant um, force in um, exploiting workers, which d- must not have made her popular. Hmm. I'm sure, you know, that that made probably Vert Mueller. I mean, this is seventy two. Yeah, yeah, that. That that didn't that didn't earn her a lot of friends. Yeah, this is the years of lead too. So like, she is putting a target target on her back. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure going that hard, you know, at at mafia. Oh no 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 no. That wasn't. That was not. That was not a. That was not a, a thing that she, you know was going to do her well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I'm thinking about the other. The, the the ones that follow this and there isn't a strong mafia stuff in the others. No, the ones that I've seen because Love and Anarchy is most is takes place during Mussolini, 
period. So no. And same with Seven Beauties. I mean, he's kind of a mafioso, but it's not. But you kind of leave that pretty quickly. And then swept away and all screwed up. They're not really. Well, and all screwed up, I think there might be a a plot line. I'd have to rewatch that. It's been a little bit since I've seen that one. Yeah, and it's just, it's I can't help, can't help but think of like Drizzy Tommy with like going hard after the mafia, and then well, Itami's death is uh, mysterious. I'll say that. Yeah. The official report says suicide, but yeah, reason to believe it's not suicide. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, which uh, I've said my opinion on it before that I should probably cut out because. I don't know if the, if the people are still around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it was, okay. Um, going off like the the comedy thing, uh, uh, the whole uh, like uh, cuckold subplot that 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 Phillips yeah is like just so glorious because like it's it it starts out as like people think he's gay, which right, which like which made me laugh I felt bad about it, but at the same time like wait it's, just, it's a time sex comedy like I should know to expect this shit yeah. and then it developed into like, well she's pregnant by a cop and and he's like and then I found a letterbox review that said like I love this movie because Mimi says I'm a cuck five times <laughs> <laughs> right and like that's the thing she's poking at it like if you can't see that she's like totally poking at the ridiculousness of this of this machismo attitude then like you're not you're not paying attention like she's totally roasting it you know what i'm saying like yeah. it, it, it it never looks pretty it looks like actually it actually looks really stupid <laughs> yeah and like the whole the, the whole subplot just turns into like this weird seduction of a woman he clearly doesn't like and when when they they're finally about to have sex, like he, like he's terrified. Oh god, his face his face is so disgusted. It's hilarious, and I love how quickly he tells her after that he just did it <laughs> to like get her pregnant. You know, but then the fact that she like goes along with it is hilarious too. Yeah, and, like I just love like the the big showdown <laughs> where it's like yes. you see. Uh, uh, Fiora. Then you see his wife, and then you see the the cop, and it's like, yeah, and it's like, well, what's gonna happen now? And uh, man, it's uh, just like the, the like the wild subplot of like who's cucking who was just like it. it it's just funny. Period. <laughs> and I've never really seen anything like that in, in any other comedy. No, me neither. And 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 that's the thing. Like like. And that's where I think Vert Mueller is so it's just so important. Like it's one thing to just say she did comedy, but she did comedy that had so much meaning that I've like I've just never seen that in, in movies. Like I don't I don't there's few people who've made comedies that sit with me where I laugh so hard but I feel something at the ver at the back end of it. You know? Like mm-hmm. I'm like I, I've been cracking up at the end of that shit. I'm like, man, that's deep though. Yeah, but I'm still laughing because <laughs> of that birthmark shot. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, and uh, I, I just love like when he gets released from jail after oh, the showdown, and he's, he get like uh, he gets babies on both sides, and yeah. he's terrified. Papa, 
He wants to know. He's terrified. He wants to be led back in. <laughs> he tries to get them to take him back inside jail. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, man. Uh, yeah. And just uh, like having, uh, like we talked about, like the the birthmark thing, but like just having it just be mafia guys and then it's the pope and it's like okay it's not just not it's not just crime it's not just uh politics it's also the church yeah like you can't it's everywhere and it and like it's aside from being like a sex comedy it's a like it's a paranoid thriller when you're like or you think about because mm-hmm. he can't escape the, the the that one mafia family and they and he voted the wrong way in a quote-unquote secret election that right. either wasn't secret or he was too stupid and he believed it. I'm not sure which it is. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it, in a way it doesn't matter, but like it's, 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 it, it just shows you more of his, is basically incompetence. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's just, like the like this movie is like this it's like it manages to do so much in such little time yeah le- le- less than two hours yeah and like i and, and talking about it and thinking about it, it's like this has like it i don't understand how she was able to cram in so much like stuff into yeah. a movie like this yeah, I, I, you know, I think she just really, um, in that period, um, she understood drama in a really good way. Like they're almost, they're om- they're almost like, like, like plays and how tightly well they're written. I mean, they're not like they're not plays in the sense that you know they're they're, ver- they're visual storytelling. They're very much films, but their level of dramatic arc and and dramatic, um specificity is like it's like watching good theater in that way yeah uh, and like there's a lot of uh like uh and kind of going off like her Fellini history like Fellini was good with casting people that look distinct and different mm-hmm. and the and like in she and because that's the thing I've seen with the Vert Miller ones I've seen are like people have that have like strong faces and like distinct looking bodies and like yeah. it's yeah. very 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 Italian people too like you know like she she knew what how to cast people who looked like the country and like and the various ways you would expect it like you know how Fiore looks different from like his wife that he married you know or how he looks different than um. Is the, the other guy's is, is is that his cousin? I can't remember. Um, you know the, the the other one of one of his friends, um, that he has there, or you know the, you know uh, the cop's wife compared to his wife. You know, it's like yeah. they, they're like these arc. She knows she knows she knows the the archetypes that people will like get it. You know, and then and, and and like the, the way the hair is done, you know, like, like I mean, I mean, Mimi's hair is hilarious too. His little <laughs> curls, his always slicked yeah. down curls. It's hilarious. His hair. Yeah, uh, I just found a note of something I forgot to mention uh, at one of the mafia parties because his wife is 
the cousin of a mafia boss or something like that. Yeah. They have a JFK snack plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Which, uh, I don't, is that confirmation that the, that the family was mafia connected or? Probably. That's probably that's probably a little bit of a 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 hit there about uh JFK's uh connections. Yeah. Uh uh I I don't have much else to say about this movie besides like uh it yeah it's you need to see it. It's like a great like this visual movie it's hilarious it's yeah. political it will like you'll still it'll it'll leave you thinking about a lot a whole lot of things yeah. and and it's the start of what i consider to be the greatest five film run i've ever to me of any director like that to me that five film run she did there um, starting with Seduction to Mimi, which is the very first one, then going to Love and Anarchy, all screwed up, swept away, and then ending with Seven Beauties. That's just like, man, dude, I ain't never seen nothing like that. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, like, so, like, you watch that, you love that, and then you just keep going up to Seven Beauties, and you just, you're just gonna see, a. uh, a five, you know, a five hit. That's just incredible. Yeah. And, uh, like, I found another note I wanted to bring up. Uh, Giancarlo, his acting style, and I think you'll understand what I mean. It, it's, he feels like a Muppet in this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. And like, I don't know, so something that just feels like kind of over top and silly the way the Muppets are over top and silly. Yeah. But I think that's the. And I think it's why these movies work because she gets. Okay, this is why I think these movies work because she gets the actors to act above everything, which is also why um, I always am such a cynic. I'm cynical about the criticism Vert Mueller's films about her depiction of things like violence and all that stuff. Because what she's doing, which I don't think is socially acceptable now, is she's showing like the social the social relation of violence too. Right? Mm-hmm. Like she has this sequence in All Screwed Up where this guy has been trying to basically um convince his girlfriend to sleep with her. And um she eventually does but he she he does it by coercion she doesn't make it a thing where it's like the right it's like right but he sh- she's showing how the social relation works right hmm. but she can only do it in this like she has to make it over the top and raucous so it's almost like you get this distance from it where you're like able to look at it like oh my god i see what he's doing there it's totally fucked up right hmm. and it's like the social relations between people are so out there, right? And you have to kind of play it up because if you play it like normal, you know, it's 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 not gonna work. Yeah, yeah, and like she's good at depicting like even like and she's not above depicting like communists and other leftists as like also fallible people. 
Well, that's what's brilliant about Swept Away, I think. I think Swept Away, which is, like, I think, her most misunderstood movie and most, like, heavily criticized, like, you know, the the, the character that Giannini plays in that, um, he, uh, he talks about being this, you know, being this, um, you know, this, this lefty guy, communist, right? But, you know... In the end, she loves him on that beach because he becomes this domineering, almost fascist kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why. So he ends up becoming what he claims to hate. And then she falls in love with that. Hmm. Yeah. You know, so like that's a, so she's there's definitely a, a criticism, I think, of people in the in the movements in that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, so like, uh, so I think most of her seventy stuff is available. Some of the eighty stuff is available. Yeah, and then outside of that, uh, kind of good luck trying to find it. Yeah, like her first film is out there. You can find that. Um, yeah, those those five films like Aquino Lorber has that five film run. Um, and, um, and you can find what you call it on streaming, um, for Fernando and Carolina and Carolina, you can find that on streaming. I know that, I know that was on Canopy for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her other movies are really hard to find. Like, I want I, if someone could find yo, if someone finds Rita the Mosquito, please send it to me. I've been wanting to see that. If you see like things about it, it looks really weird. And I think there's a sequel to it. Hmm. It looks really weird. And I'm gonna say, I just have to see this movie one day. Yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't really mention it, but um, uh, Leah Vertmuller was the first woman nominated for Best Director by the yeah. Oscars. Yeah. And she lost to some person. I can't remember who. I almost don't want to know. Yeah, it's not important. Yeah. And uh, she got a Lifetime Achievement Oscar. For, uh, and she received it from Greta Gerwig. And <laughs> which... I it, bet you money Greta Gerwig has never seen a Lena Verbuehler film. Well, in her speech, she talked about being a fan, but it felt very. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it felt very like I have to say something about her. No, she has never get the fight. No, no, or she crammed and watched them all. Like Greta, Greta Gerwig, what a terrible choice! That's an awful. That's actually an awful yeah. choice. Because I, I, I just think they're just trying to find like. I don't know, like who it's, it's more proof that Oscars are trend. Not that I don't like Greta Gerwig movies, I, I do, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. Did you take her because she's a woman or cause she's totally trendy? because they literally have they have no connection outside of their gender. Like Vert Mueller would look would, would 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 think Greta Gerwig's movies are bourgeois trash. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like she would mm-hmm. literally like think, like what is this garbage? You would need, you know, you would need someone. I don't, I don't know anybody in Hollywood who would be good now. Yeah. But like, yeah, that, that, that's that. But definitely not a uh, Greta Gerwig. Good yeah, lord! I, I can only think like Claire Denis. 
because she's willing to like right. go go the extreme in terms of like ideas and approach. Right. You know, or like you know, or like I think that it's also a a, a place where like it doesn't necessarily have to be a woman. Like I feel yeah. like someone like like Willem Dafoe would make more sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like someone who who you know has dabbled in those those kind of films. Oh, you know, you know, there's another. F- an, I give you another person she worked mm-hmm. with in one of her films, a film that I've not seen. Uh, she did a film with Harvey Keitel, Bert Mueller. She did. Yes, it is called. Um, oh, what is the name of it? I'll give you the name of it. Kamora and and. Mm-hmm. You know who's in it briefly? Hmm. Lorraine Bracco. Oh, wow. And it's produced by Golden Globus. <laughs> I mean, they, they produced a, a Godard movie. Yeah. Oh, Angela Molina's in it, too. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, Angela Molina was in um, uh, That Obscure Object of Desire. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... um. But yeah, it's not an easy. I've been trying to find that film also. Um, yeah, because that's back when Kaitel was doing those like movies. You know, he did that, and he did um, the the Angelopolis movie. Oh yeah, uh, Kessler sent me that movie a while ago. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, yeah, he did that. So when Kaitel was was doing a lot of like international films, but that's he, when uh, I know well, that's Ke- when he married Lorraine Bracco. Oh, uh, Kaitel yeah, was in um the Painted Bird. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? That's. I think it's what it's called. Cause I remember like the kid from Ivan's Child. Is it no? Is it Come and See. I think it's the kid from Come and See is in it, or it's Ivan's Childhood. I can't remember which. Oh yeah. Which it is. And uh, I haven't seen it yet, but Neither it's been on my list. Kessler likes it, so yeah, okay. Must must be interesting some 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 level. I need to I need to I need to hunt down this Kamora film because Golden and Globe was produced it in the eighties, so it it is a it's a canon movie. She did a canon movie. Yeah, because uh, they also did a Godard movie, the one one that everyone says is terrible. Yeah, they did that. They did a Cassavetes movie. They did uh shit. Did a Cassavetes movie, not a Wirt Mueller movie. Um They were supposed to do a Kurosawa movie, because you know Runaway Train was supposed to be Kurosawa. Yeah, the uh the brother the guy who directed the Russian guy is yeah. the brother of the guy who directed um Under Burning Sun. Uh huh. What's that movie called? Under Under No, it, I didn't talk about um it's a nineties movie. I can't remember what it's called yeah. now. Uh and that guy's like a big old nationalist Putin guy who Yeah. Makes like propaganda now. Movie, basically. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, like uh, yeah, uh but Cannon, yeah, Cannon had this weird run. I gotta see I gotta be able to find this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt this film down. Hmm. I'm gonna find it. It's gonna happen. Alright, so this was nineteen seventy two. I had a lot to pick from, but I kind of narrowed down to a couple things. I have no no books this time. But uh, do you want to go first? 
Yeah, you know, seventy two is a weird year because there's a lot of like really famous movies that you can name off, like super famous movies that are great. But there's also like a couple movies that are like super under the radar. So I'm not gonna name the super famous films. Um, one of them I actually mentioned already. That was the Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. Um, that's seventy two. Um, but um, the movies that I'm gonna think of, one is a movie that I literally just saw, um, and that's Top of the Heap. Oh, I was gonna say that, but I remember you 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 saw it too, so I'm not gonna steal it. Yeah, so Top of the Heap was just like by Christopher St. John, which you know I had heard of this movie for years, but it's weird. Like I don't I don't I don't know why I assumed it was not going to be. I don't necessarily assume it's gonna be bad, but I just didn't expect much of it. And it to me is one of the one of the preeminent black films, black American films ever made. It's really like that important. Like me, it's better than Sweetback. Like I'll be I'll be real. I it, 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 it hit me harder. You know, of movies made in that era of that like seventies era. I'm like I I fail to see one that's better. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, sweet of the. Van Peebles movies of that era, Sweetback's my least favorite. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a watermelon man guy, so okay. personally, oh, uh, I am too. Uh, that that's his best movie. Same, I'm totally, I'm totally with you. And you know, I just watched Don't Play as Cheap, which I had seen many years ago. I rewatched it. And it's pretty powerful. I, I like that better than Sweetback too. I tried to watch that a few years ago, and I couldn't get into it. But yeah. I'm, I think I'd be more into it now. Yeah, the only thing about it is I don't. I don't love how it's sound recorded. I, th- I feel like he, I feel like he room mic'd it, and he didn't do a, enough multi micing on it, and it, it, a lot of the voices get lost. Um, but, um, but I, I, I quite, I, I, I definitely got more into that than I got into Sweetback. Um, another film uh, is uh, Jonas Mikas, Reminiscence of a Journey to Lithuania. That um, to me is one of the greatest films ever made. Definitely my favorite Mika's film. That movie, um, it's a movie that I, I tell people it's perfect because it's literally its own movie. It mm. it, it can't. There's no other. Um, there's no other movie like it, and it literally sets its own rules on you know movie making, and it's 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 just that good. And then for a third film, because there's a lot of films from that from that to, from from that year I'm looking at right. Um, but from a third for a third film, I'm gonna go with my man Fassbender, uh, The Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant, which I think is an underrated great film by him. That's one of my like favorites by him personally. That's I think I've only seen three or four. Mm-hmm. Oh really? But, uh, the thing with him, with his movies, are they devastate me so much? I kind of don't want to watch them back to back. Well, dude, I've only seen Petra von Kant twice. I can't. I it, it's it's that movie's de- is, is 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 like it rips your heart out. Oh, I agree with you. I've only seen Fox and his friends once because I can't go through that again. Yeah, that that's one of the few I've seen, and uh, yeah, I, I'm good. It's it's wonderful, but man, it's. <laughs> I I can't I can't deal with that again. Yeah, no. Fox and his friends like fucked me up. 
And uh, I always talk about this on the show. Uh, uh, if you want to see penis in the movie, there's plenty of penis in that movie, including <laughs> the true. directors. Yes, yes, indeed. Cool. See, well, th- that's three for me. I mean, there's a lot more, but you know, I- I'll throw yeah. those three in there. All right, for me, uh, one is I used to write for a site, Cinema Knife Fight. Um, it doesn't exist anymore. Something happened with their server or something. I can't remember. So everything got deleted, so it's not around. But I reviewed TV TV shows and TV movies that are science fiction and horror. And there's a British one called The Stone Tape that uh. I randomly discovered on YouTube. And it's kind of a it's, it's a ghost movie, and they're trying to like record a ghost that's like or or sounds of a ghost that's like living in the stone walls or of a castle. I kind of forgot the exact plot, but it's it's a really good low like low key uh, horror movie. Mm. I like the 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 British um, uh, horror movies, like TV horror movies, like yeah. they like. Something about it just feels like a little more eerie and strange compared to the American ones from the same time. Yeah. And okay, uh, there's another one from the same year called Baffled, starring uh, <laughs> Leonard Nimoy, and he's yeah. a race car driver, like an F1 driver, and he has uh, the power seat of future, and it's a backdoor pilot for a series that never happened and I can't say it's good but it's 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 strange to see Nimoy the star of something and he's good just like I don't know, it's uh, the premise never fully good like they never fully get to like the the best use of the premise but it's still a pretty cool thing to see Nimoy stars like a a superstar driver who's also a psychic that wants to solve help people solve crimes with his psychic powers. Have you ever seen a Leonard Nimoy's episode of Columbo? Uh, no. I no, need to. Yeah, you need to see it. He's actually he's actually really good in it. He's really he's really good. I mean, no secret if he's if he's a star in it, he's definitely the killer. He he does a really good job. What's crazy is also like. Columbo has three Star Trek people in it, both um, both uh, Shatner and Nimoy play killers. But in the Shatner episode, mm-hmm. uh, Walter Coding is in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's in it briefly, too. He's not in it very long. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely like a let's throw one of the other guys in it because like he, mm-hmm. the scene he's in, they don't try to hide him. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they could hide him. Wasn't he short? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what though, I don't know, man. Because like in the epi- well, Falk is short too, though. So probably oh. standing next to Falk, you can't notice. So yeah. Oh yeah, true. Okay, so uh, two more quick ones. Uh, one, Girl Boscarella. It's probably one of the best pinky violence movies mm-hmm. from that uh, from that era. It's directed by Norfumi Suzuki. Uh, he was, I think, the best like of the sleazy B movie directors they had at the time. Like he was great. At, he directed Sex and Fury, which has like I think the best like um, a quota nudity, which which is a fight scene in the snow, 
where where she's topless, but she's also cutting people up with a sword. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, like, like so it's like here's the nudity you wanted, but also it's a sword fight and she's covered in blood. So he's like trying to like uh, have it both ways, and he was uh, kind of in, uh, like not innovative, but he tried to like have it both ways and like have like non-sexual nudity as like the quota nude because there's like a quota for stuff like that that the studio demanded and uh girl girl boscarella is like the best uh probably the best like example of like a pinky violence and then the other one gets associated with pinky violence i'm going to mention uh female prisoner scorpion jailhouse 41 it's the one that is feels like uh, a Sage and Suzuki movie in terms of like how it's shot and the like kind of nonsensical narrative uh-huh. but like it's it's pretty much like a visual movie it's the the dialogue isn't really necessary honestly it's just more this like like ex- like painterly uh experimental like prison exploitation movie mhm like I don't know how it really describe it. It's because it's not what you think it is. Is forty one the first one or the second one? I know that because they they came out this the same year, right? Both of them, the first two. Forty one, forty one is the second yeah, one. Yeah, forty one is my favorite for sure. Yeah, it's like this isn't bad. It's like so magical and strange, and uh, it it really like this shows that uh, you can do it. You can make an exploitation movie, but also it can be artful and bizarre and like uh and uh, like i i gushed over it uh, on flexwise canada a few years ago uh where me and martin went over the mako kaji yeah. um movies of the series because there's two more after she left the series that uh are hard to come by in this part of the world oh but so there oh it, I, I never knew that so it didn't end with her uh no oh interesting okay i never knew that I've seen it's I've out. seen all all four with her. I actually own the box. Uh, I, I bought the box set actually last year, of the four. Yeah, I, I think the first box set I ever bought would have been the 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 prisoner prisoner box set. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're great movies, but uh, they're not for everyone. No, I'll 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 say that. No, no. Though I I mean the second one though I I I, I said this I was like I, I remember really liking the first one and was really into it and I was like I'm gonna watch the second one and the second one man the the way it shot the shot language of the second one was just like whoa I I, I don't know how you can watch that movie and not and not be just amazed at how it's like framed and put together it's just it's pretty it's pretty impressive but i get it yeah it's not like it's not for everybody but for me and the third the third one is just like kind of as extreme as you can get but still like really good and bizarre in in its own way well the third one i i i I, there's a part of it that i don't don't love but the, the the third one has an interesting plot line though um about the huh the, the brother sister plot line that's not what i don't that's what i don't necessarily love um but there is a um about who the people are she's with like they're kind of there's like there's like a social commentary in there 
in the third one that I didn't I didn't expect. You know, uh, in the third yeah. one that I that I like, but I like that the brother sister the instant storyline. I I wasn't in love with that in that one. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like it, it, the third one goes kind of more extreme, and there's a, a there's an abortion sequence where you get like the medical safe abortion com- mixed with like the back like the back alley abortion. Yeah, and it's like and like you don't you don't see that shit in Corman movies. Yeah, you would never see that in a Corbin no. movie. But no, but it, but but there's a way of like kind of using her character to kind of present the world. Not because like, you know it's the first one where she's out back out in the world, full time. It's interesting how like she like it, it reflects the world outside. So I do like it for that aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. That, so yeah. My four were. Female Prisoner Scorpion, Jailhouse 41, uh, Girl Boss Gorilla, Baffled, which is on YouTube, and The Stone Tape, which is also on YouTube. A lot of the TV, old TV movies are in full on YouTube, because I don't think like Paramount or whoever owns that stuff really cares about it that much. Which is kind of sucks, but but also, as of now, you, you can watch a lot of stuff for free. Oh, I was, we were supposed to pick four? Okay. No, well, I picked you four. You picked four, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> 72 is an interesting year, though. There's a lot of movies there. Yeah, okay. So this will come out in probably May, possibly June. I'm recording a whole bunch ahead of time, so cool. I don't have to like rush rush it because first season that makes sense. was a lot of... Oh fuck, Joel! We have to record this week. Yeah, no, I hear you, dude. That's <laughs> no, good to front load. Yeah, I think as of now we're like two or three months ahead. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, May June time. What's happening with you? Ah, well, I'll be amazingly out of teaching, and uh, I mean, my aim is to really be shooting another film. Uh, this time shooting a feature length film over the summer. That's kind of my aims. Shoot one really, really cheaply. Um, so working with that, but I probably won't do that till August. But in June I'll be planning. And other than that, just you know, I got my Patreon up. You know, doing creating and you know, writing and things like that. That's that's kind of what my plan is. I think for the summer, really. Okay. Uh, I'll be on other shows by this point. I'll be on the Mustachioed Podcastio. I forced uh, the host to uh, basically the whole premise is 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 there a mustache in the movie? Then we can talk about it. <laughs> I got that. And so I forced him into watching Daniel to watch a an Indian action movie that's three hours long what? that I love. Uh, I got real into Indi- Indian action movies. Uh, overpassing. Oh wow! I didn't know they that. are. They're incredible. You get awesome fights, and then you get awesome songs and dancing, and melodrama, and you get everything. So it's like it's like five movies in one when you watch these, which is part of the fun. Yeah. So I uh, so that I'll be on movies from hell talking about Wakamatsu. He produced in a realm of senses, and he. Directed a lot of 
really interesting artsy like pinku films that you can find some of them on archive.org and other places online I highly recommend go go second time virgin it's it starts out one way but then it turns into something you don't expect and it's like beautiful and artful and it's like it's disturbing and heartwarming and it's like it's everything in one and it's only an hour long oh shoot okay and uh, that one's on archive.org, actually. It's highly recommend that. And besides that, uh, I don't know, other stuff will be out? I'm not, I'm not really sure. Yeah. So, um, and Tume, where can people find you? Uh, you could find me on Twitter um, at Sir Corgant. Um, you can find me on Patreon, uh, Tomes, T U M E S. Uh, that's pretty much the two, the the two. I'm also on Instagram, but I don't know. I don't. I feel like I'm on Instagram reluctantly. I don't love Instagram, mm. but I can't like get rid of it. Mm. Yeah, I'm just, I understand. I can't get rid of Fang yeah. Angle. All right. Uh, so you will be back for what's that Varda movie? Cleo from Five Oh yeah, Seven. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I look forward to talking about that. That's a, that's uh that's like that that was that was the that was the Varda the Varda film that made me a fan. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I've only seen the three we've covered so far. Which ones are those? Happiness. Okay. Oh, happiness is, might be her best film. Uh, the Vagabond and her first movie, uh, which was the first episode. The first French New Wave. Yeah, movie. which I actually just watched for the first time last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I don't get why she doesn't get the credit as being the first, but mm, Well, you know. Who knows? <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> she did it before, before Chabral did it. I know. And like, I don't know, not to like get too bogged down into it. She really <laughs> is like the most like interestingly dynamic, you know, of them all. In terms of like the amount of different things she could do, you know, like Godard had his period and his style, you know, but like I don't know, Varda like she spanned so many decades and had so many different like things she would do. I don't know, man. She's she's the one, my opinion at least. Yeah, I think so far her and Rivet are my favorites. Yeah. Rivet is yeah, Rivet is great. I I still prefer Varda over you know like I think Adard had the strongest like maybe like run, you know what I'm saying? But his post mm-hmm. run is not. I rewatched Tout by BN the other day and I just did did not like it. Hmm. Is I just don't like that movie. Yeah. I like things about it. I just don't like that movie though. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Varda's probably the the best director of the French New yeah, Wave. Yeah, totally. I I I don't even think there's like a, a real argument to me. I think like she's hands down. Yeah, you know that she could do like you know Cleo to Vagabond to like Gleaners. You know, come on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll see you again for Cleo whenever that one happens. I'm not sure when exactly. Yeah. I'll be here. That's always that's all. I got I got the I got the Varda box set in the crib. I I can just throw that one on. That's always one I'm happy to throw on, though. I always, I always really enjoy watching that movie. I mean, it's not enjoyable in that way, but it's like you know, mm-hmm. it's always, it always, it's always a good film to revisit. 
Yeah, and I'll talk to you after this about the next season because I know you'll be Ooh, interested. Okay. Okay, and stop recording. <laughs> show can be found on twitter at piano player pod our email is still high low pod at gmail.com you can find a show on spotify podbean and various other places where you can find podcasts our intro music is by vivian fop and our cover art is by sarah roberts you can find her art sarah and thank you for listening